Welcome, everybody. This is the University of Applied Research and Development's Educators Podcast, and we're delighted to have with us Dr. Colleen from the United States. Her doctorate was in organizational leadership, which is fantastic. She's the Careers Pathway Coordinator for El Camino College. Welcome, Colleen. All right. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about your role you're doing now and, and why you chose to do that? So I work in the community college system in California, which is the largest system of education uh, in probably the world, but certainly in the United States. We have 117 colleges. And so El Camino College is one that's near LA. So we're in the Los Angeles area. My role as a Career Pathways Coordinator focuses entirely on the K-12 students who are coming into the, you know, into the college. So I am focused very much on careers and high-paying, high-growth career areas and creating a pathway. So what I'm really trying to do is help younger students get early college experiences. They take college classes that are taught by our college faculty. Some of those classes are taught at their high school. Um, And then they also can come to the college and take classes at the college. Uh, And in my, my realm, I'm trying to sequence them together to make it very easy for a student who says I'm interested in computer science for them to know exactly what courses they would need how much of it they could do early while they're in high school so that when they came to the college to El Camino or any other college they would have taken care of a lot of those classes and those credits they don't pay anything for them so they yes this is an amazing thing in California High school students do not have to pay for community college classes since education is free when you're in high school. So we cannot charge them for college fees because they are still high school students, but they are entitled to take our classes. So we have something called dual enrollment allows a student to get high school credit and the college credit at the same time. They don't pay anything. And if, there's, if the classes are being taught at the high school, then they don't pay for the textbooks either which uh, college textbooks in the United States are unbelievable. They're worse than the college tuition sometimes. (laughs) So these students got a really amazing opportunity. So I have about six career pathway programs that I uh, organize. One is in engineering technology. I have nine high schools and about 1,200 students enrolled in that program. That's our largest pathway program. Those students take their classes from ninth grade, first year of high school, all the way through high school. If they take all the engineering courses that are in the pathway, they can earn a college certificate, which is the same college certificate that our El Camino college students earn in engineering. The classes that they took were all El Camino college classes. So they could... They could literally leave high school, have a college certificate in hand, which they could take to an employer, or they could use it then to come to the college. And once they've done that certificate, they only need two more engineering classes, plus their general education classes, all your other history and things like that. But as far as the engineering classes go, those students only need two additional engineering classes, and they can get their associate's degree. They will be so far ahead of the usual young student coming in. So that's my most fully developed program, um, the largest scale. I also have programs in uh, electric and hybrid vehicles and automotive. 
I have a program in education and child development, uh, one in um, construction, uh, and then in the, in the fall, we'll be starting a new one in cloud computing. Um, so you know how all your photos are on the cloud? Well, this program will help train the folks that know how to work on all of that, which is a huge high growth area. So um, my focus is really on those young students and trying to get them early college experiences. So the so. strategy then that you're leading, um, obviously it saves them time, saves them cost. I mean, that, that's an incredible thing. But also it makes them more focused and more confident and more aware of what they need yeah. for their careers. And they can, I, I would imagine, they can move into their careers with it much faster, <clears throat> with a deeper understanding than someone who turned up in college with no idea and thought, maybe I might like this, maybe I won't. And that's the whole idea around it, was to give students early college experience because the schools that I work with are mainly low income. They're underrepresented communities uh, with very low college going, uh, college going rates a lot of times. And so definitely first generation students where no one in their family has gone to college. For a student like that, college is really, you know, I, I try to explain it to people. We've been in education. We work in education. We've gone through the system and everything. But most families, many families, have never even stepped foot on a college campus. When they hear college, all they know is stuff they've seen on TV. And what they see on TV is like USC or some incredibly expensive university or some frat house movie, you know, that's all about partying in colleges. And they're just these like random images that are not based in any kind of reality, really. Or they seem like something that's too far out of their reach and too expensive and that's impossible that's for somebody else and not you know and not for me and because i grew up in that kind of a family where no one had gone to college this was really really important to me for students to be able to see that this is within their reach they have all this opportunity and there's really no reason and in the united states um there's so much funding support that I know doesn't exist everywhere that really but we have a lot of misconceptions about the expense of college and that it's out of reach for uh, families and a lot of it's just because of the lack of information so if I can reach students in high school I can catch all those students while they're still there they're almost a captured audience right mm -hmm. and if I can get them to succeed in one college class now I can make them feel like hey I can do this yeah, this isn't so, I can do, this isn't so hard. Then they feel a certain level of pride. They start to really view themselves as college students. And that's one of my goals, as I'm very big on you're an El Camino college student. You're an El Camino warrior, you guys. I make sure I bring them to the college. I get them stuff that says El Camino on it. I want them to really like feel proud and, you know, kind of show off this and stuff. We do extra things for their graduation so that other students will see that they have completed a college certificate. And I just think it builds confidence. Mm. It increases their knowledge of the college system. They no longer feel intimidated by it. They know that they can do this because as I keep telling them, you already are. <laughs> you already are a college student. <laughs>
<laughs> so it breaks a lot of barriers. Can I ask about, um, I was reading some research about two weeks ago and it was about pathway programs, exactly what you're mm-hmm. talking about and the, the dire need for them and that it's not something universally done between communities mm-hmm. of learning. And it was saying that course completion rate and employability, um, the statistics were so far ahead of any other comparison. Can you talk about that? Yeah, one of the things is that when I go and I'll get a lot of requests from high schools, right? And they will ask me for programs that they think their students are interested in. And there will be things like that are are popular. So they'll ask for fashion, they'll ask for something. And I am only working on programs that can show the labor market data so that we can see that there is going to be jobs in the next three to five years that these are high wage jobs that students can um, support themselves and their families on and where there's like a demand because there aren't enough people in that that are trained in that field. So within this pathway, it's not just the college classes, right? So we have a, a sequence of college classes that lead up to a certificate, but we also put in work-based learning. We bring in industry partners. And we get them involved in it. And we do, um, we take them to tour industry work sites. We really try to make that career component come very alive. And I find that that's incredibly motivating to students. But we're really trying to get them some experience at the same time. So I have, like my engineering has some apprenticeship programs that are built into it so that we can, the students who get to the advanced levels can move into this apprenticeship program, which is paid and has Northrop Grumman and all these big, huge aerospace industries that are located in our local area um, who will hire our students and help to train them through that. And so, and with others, I try to do summer internships. And so the the career exploration portion and the work-based learning piece of it is really, I think it's what's new about these in terms of the pathways. Um, It's much more strategic in terms of experience and classes. So you've got your knowledge base, but what experience are you going to have to show when you go to an employer and you interview, you know, getting that degree is just a checkbox. They're like, all right, as I tell them, I go, that's just the key that opened the door that got you into the seat you're sitting in. I said, the first question is going to be, tell us about your experience. And if all you've got to talk about is your degree or your classes, that's not going to be enough. So we're trying to get them out and working and um, doing things that are related to what they're studying. And uh, yeah, some of these jobs are in such high demand because they're so new. Mm -hmm. So for instance, our auto tech program is focused on electric and hybrid vehicles and they earn a certificate in um, alternative fuels. And there aren't enough technicians for that. People are not trained and yet more and more and more people are choosing electric uh, vehicles. And that's really the future. Uh, and so if we can train our students to be those, those technicians who are ready for those jobs. And then we have, we have industry partners that are in our backyard, like Tesla has a training center that's right there in Torrance. And we were like, oh, we have to partner with you guys. You know, like, well, how much better can this get? So we do a lot of work with partners and industry. And I find that if we can get our kids in as an intern, then those turn into jobs really, really easily. So, yeah, I don't just do any program. It has to really meet that, those needs in terms of something that's 
high demand, not enough people are, who are trained to do this, and that's going to pay a good living wage. Right. There's a generational change you're creating in the families and in the communities by doing this as well. You said, you know, you, you were the first to go to college, I think you said, in your family. That obviously creates a generational change for your family. But think about the community change that you're creating by creating these pathways and imbuing success for the students. So I think what you're doing is amazing. It's the core of why I do what I do. Um, you know, it's, so I grew up in a family, well, I was homeless when I was in high school. So at the age that these kids are, I was literally living out on the streets and, you know, crashing on people's couches and basically trying to make sure nobody at my high school knew about it and everything. And so what I really learned is, is that students have so many challenges that we don't know about um, and that college can be like it's that one area where for a student they can make a decision about what they're going to do i told them this is where you get power back in your life when you're young you're kind of at the mercy of the world and your family and everything else around you when you come to college you're now an adult you decide what you're going to study you decide which career field you want to go into you kind of can take that control but if you don't have someone to emulate someone who help you through the process college is incredibly complicated, way too complicated. And because I had grown up homeless like that and had been that way in my family before I was on my own, um, to me, college changed my life. I was like, this, I, I go around and pinch myself, like, this can't be real. This must be a dream. There's no way I have a doctorate degree right now. Like, you know, like from where you start until where you end up is just. Like, it's an unbelievable, you know, honor to have even had those opportunities. So my job is to make sure as many students know that the opportunity is there, but then help them to get through that. And what you find out is that these students, their lives, it's not just their individual life, it's a ripple into the community, like you said. These students will literally, they'll have cousins, They'll have brothers and sisters who will look at them and they will do like, wow, George did that. Shit, I don't know. Sure, I can do that. George did it. Sure, I could do it too, you know. And then that person, that student, George suddenly starts teaching his younger brothers and sisters or his cousins start calling him and asking him, well, how'd you get into, you know, this college? How'd you do that? And it just creates a whole, a whole ripple. And I think people who work in the field like I do with, like I really chose to make this my niche, the thing that I was passionate about, which was very simply at its heart to show students they had that opportunity and prepare them for it and then show them how to be successful once they got into college is that um i i really you don't get to see the students later a lot of times i mean i'll go do presentations i have thousands of students and programs and things like that and i may get to know some of them but i may not get to see all of them and every once in a while, you'll student come back and tell me a story about something that we did that somehow really made a difference. And it will be that heart story that you just kind of put in your pocket for the day when you're feeling so frustrated and tired and you're just like, <laughs> why am I doing this? And then you'll be like, oh, I remember George. Yeah, that's why I'm doing this and stuff. But mostly you will never see the students afterwards. And you go on the faith that what you're doing 
is going to make a difference. That somewhere something you said, and sometimes it is the simplest, smallest, smallest, you know, act of kindness, the smile, the fact that, you know, whenever the students come by, you're like, how'd that test go last week? Yeah. And they're like, wow, you remember, right? Or just, it's just sometimes the smile. I love community college. I've worked at various systems. Um, my career has been very much was in the university based for a long time. Um, in California, community colleges are open to everyone. Uh, so there's no, you know, GPA to get in. There's no being accepted or anything. Anyone who wants to go to college can go to college, community college. It's wide open and, um, and incredibly affordable in California. That also means that we have such a mix of diversity of students. And because students are not paying thousands and thousands of dollars and they didn't have to do as much to get into a community college, right? A lot of times it's very easy for them to drop out. And they are very much, um, you know, they have are typically students who work and have other things going on and have lots of challenges. And, and that's not even talking about right now and everything. And so sometimes, like I said, the smallest things, a smile, feeling like you, you're welcome and you're wanted at that school and everything is enough to keep a student coming. So I switched from university and came over to the community college because I had gone to community college. And without that opportunity, that second chance, I'll tell me I will not be where I am, that is for sure. I was not, obviously, if I was sleeping on people's couches in high school, I also was not really paying attention to my grades or my work or anything. I was much more interested in just where I was going to eat and who I could con into letting me stay on their couch a few more nights and stuff. And so um, I realized that at the community college, though, that, you know, whatever I do, there are students that it will make a huge difference who we are just, if we can just keep them another day in school and keep them, keep them here and stuff like that, that will change lives. And, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it feels very good. You know, it's what keeps you going and stuff, but it's also, you know, it's hard work. So just. Colleen, before we started, you mentioned about doing your uh, doctorate and there were people from other disciplines, other industries in there. And similarly, my yeah. master's program was like that as well. Can you um, just share what are some of those benefits of being in a program? Because I'm sure that's helped you with your industry things you're doing yeah. now, working with different industries. What are some of those benefits in being in a, in a graduate or postgraduate program with your other industries involved? Yeah, so I did an organizational leadership program. It's called an EDD here. It's an education doctorate, but not everyone in my program was in education. It was really focused on organizational leaderships of all kinds. So I had people who were in healthcare. I had a person who was an accounting partner in an accounting firm. Um, lots of K-12, right, educators and stuff. Uh, so that was kind of the predominant. Only a few of us who were university or college um, educators. And, uh, but I love the diversity, the mix of it, uh, because people would bring examples that would never have occurred to me. And everything and also was able to make networked with people who I've now reached back out to and said hey did you stop doing this and any chance I could get you to help me with these students or would you be willing to do this so I have relationships with those folks that I'm sure I will have the rest of my life um, but I like the fact that it was big and broader than just education um, for the doctorate now, the doctorate was a I have to say probably the hardest thing I've ever done <laughs> I don't know. I've got like four kids. I 
that that might be up there too, but it was definitely just a below a level of raising children. <laughs> so, um, but you're because I was in a smaller cohort, I did my program over a three-year period and did my dissertation at the same time. My classes were online. Um, it was a hybrid program, so my classes were all online, which is great if you're a working adult in a really high demand um, position because we had folks who were like vice presidents and superintendents and things that were in the program. Um, and then we would come every other month in person for a weekend seminars. And then twice a year, we'd have like a week-long seminar. So the structure of the program was, a was mixed enough to get so we could really build relationships and really work together, but the majority of it was done online. Um, which was definitely a lot more doable. So I don't know if I, you know, I saw friends that were in other programs that were purely in person and I was pretty happy with mine. <laughs> I was like, okay, I was like, I can balance all of this and juggle all of these things together. I don't know if I was trying to hit the, the freeways in LA, trying to get to and from a, a university. I don't think I don't know how well I would have gone. But um, yeah, having different people and the, different ways of uh, teaching and learning that we did in our program since it was both online and in person was was fantastic it was it was definitely worthwhile it's made a big difference with my career um but i will admit it is one of the hardest things i've ever done i don't think so i've ever worked so hard <laughs> hearing those examples from the other professionals from other industries you, that's valuable for you to understand what you're learning in a different context you also said that um you know, building those networks and those relationships, you're able to tap into those now in your current role. That's, yeah. that's two things I think people should really keep in mind. There's great value in forming relationships with people in other industries, not just for your own benefit, but your ability to learn and see things from a different perspective. Has that helped yeah. you um, when you're explaining things to your students that are choosing careers? Oh, especially, because now I have connections to people in other industries where if I'm working in something in the healthcare field, I actually know somebody who is a vice president of a, a large, huge hospital and everything. And I've been able to reach out to him and ask him, hey, do you know someone I could have from your nursing programs? And he's been able to connect and have them do something like this with my students, right, who are thinking about something in nursing, you know, and have real nurses be able to do that. And he's, he's been able to connect me to people in his organization. But it also has just given me great stories to tell, <laughs> things that I like in our program, stories that they've told us, and then it kind of helps me to keep the work that I'm doing more real and grounded in industry. Um, and so, yeah, and I, I just think we tend to get um, – because we work in a certain area, right? If I work in community colleges and in education, if I don't get out and go to conferences and go to different things and have done my program with other people, then I'm very limited in my knowledge of everything else that's going on. So this, this definitely helps. Great. Hey, look, before we wrap up, why don't you share some career advice for our aspiring leaders we have in our master's in education program or for the principals that are looking to move move around move ahead what's some career advice you'd give to them you know i used to always give this advice to my to my students right and then i suddenly when i was in my doctorate program i thought the heck i've been saying this for years how come i don't do this and so one of the things that i'd always told students was to do informational interviews exactly what we're doing right which is just 
talk to someone who does what you want to do, right? Ask them some questions, but remember, you're not doing an interview for them to interview you. You're asking questions about them and you're listening, right? Well, the, the thing with this is it only really works when you're a student, right? So being able to call somebody and not someone you know, and this is, it takes guts, okay? It takes guts to call somebody that you don't know in an organization that you've got no connection with, right? But if going online and finding someone who does the role that you really wish, that's my dream job, that's what I've always wanted to do. Um, so what I did was I had called, and I did this with, I don't think maybe five different people. So I had, uh, I sent a message to someone who was a vice president of student services. When I got my doctorate, I was thinking I would, you know, like that would be like the highest goal, like that I would sit and stuff. And so, and I just told him, I said, you know, I'm a student at such and such university. And, you know, I'm wondering if you would have 20 minutes to just tell me a little bit about yourself and your career journey and everything. Cause I, you know, this is a, this is an area I'm interested in. Everyone says yes, I swear, man. People are people like to talk about themselves. I'm doing it right now. Um, but they also want to help other students, right? And because you're saying I'm a student, there's something about that word student when you say that, that they're like, oh, yeah, I can find. And you're only asking them for 20 minutes. You're not saying like an hour. So even if it was the president of the college or a big bank or whatever it was, right? Almost everybody could find 20 minutes. Like they're like, okay, I could do 20 minutes and stuff. And at that point, you know, after listening to a little bit about their education and their job and stuff like that, then I always ask at the end, do you have any, any advice for someone like me who's going into this field? And I have never gotten such great career advice in my life. So it's that the, the process of stepping out of your comfort zone and asking someone, would you be willing to sit down with me online, just 20 minutes, so you could tell me a little bit about what you do, because I'd like to do that in the future. Um, it almost always works. But take advantage for your students. Do it while they're in school right now, because it sounds a lot more, it sounds a little weird if you're not somebody who's a student, right? Like, I just want to talk to you about your job. But if you say, oh, I'm, I'm in such and such program and student, then suddenly people are like, oh, yeah, sure, and everything. So I've, it's, just, it's a great strategy for getting out there and making contacts. I've seen a lot of people, people, I've had students who've interviewed me and I hired one girl because I was so impressed by her. Even though she probably wasn't doing all the talking, I was doing all the talking, but by the end of the thing, I was like, you're amazing, come on. I've got an internship for you <laughs> stuff. But yeah, it's really talking to somebody who does what you want to do, I think makes a big difference. Yeah, and then cool. for my own personal advice, I would just say find something you're really passionate about. Like for me, going to college changed the whole cycle of my family and the, the, you know, just homelessness and all kinds of issues that my family had struggled with and stuff. By going to college, I completely changed it. And then to be able to work in a field where I'm doing that for someone else, it, it, it doesn't matter what you pay me. This is like, this is, this is what's important to me and stuff. And so if you can find something that you're that passionate about, man, every day is just, you know, uh, it can be, there'll be hard days, but you, the reason you're doing it is so in the center of your being that it doesn't feel like work. So 
Dr. Colleen, I really want to thank you for your time. <laughs> thank you for your advice. I, I love that informational interview. I think that's, that's gold, expanding mm -hmm. network as well as getting information. So thank you so much for what you've shared. I do wish you all the best. Well, best of luck to everyone. This is a great program. I'm glad you're doing it. Thank you for inviting me.